Hello, hello. So let's talk about feeling. And not the not the actual feeling itself. But the the process of feeling. So if you eat if you eat a sandwich after you finish the sandwich or whilst you're eating the sandwich you could say <clears throat> okay how does this make me feel do I feel happy do I feel sick <laughs> um, well what is happening as you're reading it and we don't often I mean for me anyway it's easy to kind of forget to kind of check on to check on something like that how is this making me feel right now how is this making me feel after I've eaten it but it's an important it's an important thing to do because if we can so the question how things make us feel as it's happening or just after, after we can correlate the how we feel to whatever it is we just ate or just experienced so the reason the reason why I wanted to talk about this is I spent it's probably about 20 19 or 20 years um, basically following what every bodybuilder was saying so at 16 years old I started started to exercise and then sort of as I got to what, 18 and 19 got a little bit more serious with it and then I think it was around 25 years old I kind of peaked in terms of size <laughs> um, yeah sort of after 25 years old then I started to look at it and be uh, a bit more critical of what I was doing so Typically, if you follow any any bodybuilder, the main the main points are for, get, for gaining muscle, essentially gaining muscle. So you've got to eat a lot of protein, and because you're eating a lot of protein you then have to eat a lot of carbohydrates. The carbohydrates are to give your body the energy to digest the protein and extract the amino acids, which 
if you think about it, you take in a protein, so typically it would be a piece of meat. And I don't eat meat anymore. This was something something that kind of just hit me uh, about two years ago. But anyway, so the, typically a, a, a protein they would say is meat or fish or something, something like that. And the body, just, the body can't just take meat and put it somewhere in your body. It has to process it. It has to go into the body, into the stomach. It has to be churned around. So your stomach muscles got to contract and break it all down. And that process can take hours. So if you're eating a protein-heavy diet, your body is going to be constantly, constantly going. Um, and basically all that's all that's going to happen at the end of it is the majority of the the meat comes out as waste and then what's left over is used by the body which is amino acids which are the building blocks for creating new proteins so the body can create proteins and for cell growth and cell repair it's always marketed as certain amino acids cannot be derived in the body but these are essential so these amino acids are essential for the body yet the body doesn't produce them the body can produce other amino acids that are not essential so this this posed a bit of a dilemma for me recently and I was thinking if the body is capable of producing amino acids it does not need for maintaining the body why why can't it produce the ones that are deemed essential it makes no sense if the body is geared for survival why wouldn't it be able to produce the proteins to I'm oh sorry the the amino acids essential for keeping the body alive or perhaps it's just the marketing perhaps the amino acids are only required at certain stages so typically typically when you're going through uh, growth spurts so when you're a baby but a baby gets amino acids through breast milk but if you compare the compare the amounts I mean it is a tiny 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 amount of 
the amino acids being derived through breast milk. So perhaps it's not it's not a case of the amino acids, the essential amino acids are essential for everyone at every stage in their life. Perhaps it's more a case of they're essential depending on the stage in your life or depending on your lifestyle. So if you're if you are a bodybuilder and every day you're tearing muscle, so by working out you're tearing muscle and that's got to be repaired and typically by overindulging in protein it is to encourage the body to have as much resources as it needs to build up the muscle rather than just repair it so if you weren't bodybuilding if you weren't tearing your muscles every day or if you were doing an exercise routine that didn't didn't involve tearing your muscles would you need the nine essential amino acids I'm not too sure that you would I think well based on my based on my experience and my observation I have not been supplementing anything I used to take whey protein supplements um, but I stopped them about about a year ago um, they would just cause so many digestive issues um, I used to take uh, an amino acid like an energy drink but it was typically just amino acids and vitamins so that you take it after after you work out or during your workout <clears throat> and I used to do that um, and that's probably been about a year since I stopped doing that I don't eat meat um, I don't really take I don't take any supplements the only thing the only thing that I do currently still take uh, tissue salts uh, but that that's probably another discussion um, it's not sodium it's uh, salts that the body needs in order to repair and grow muscle or create new muscle uh, create sorry to repair and create new cells so the salts the tissue salts help with cell growth, cell repair and cell renewal so currently I take four different types but I think uh, it's quite an in-depth topic so I'll save that for another time uh, so anyway I don't take any any supplementation yet I still exercise. I'm not doing the the heavy routine that I've been doing for years. 
I'm doing more resistance based um, more walking but my weight is maintained I've not lost a significant amount I've not gained a significant amount it's just maintained I've not lost not lost any any real muscle mass obviously I am a lot not as filled out as I used to be um, it's a lot of the supplements encourage uh, water retention so things like uh, creatine yeah so so from my experience my observation when someone says that these amino acids are essential they're missing out the point that they're only essential based on your lifestyle or I'd, say, I'd probably just say based on your lifestyle because the the only other time that they seem to be required are during child uh, when a child is growing so and they get everything they need from the from the mother so back on point to to feeling so during those 20 years I can still remember the heaviness the feeling of constantly being lethargic uh, not wanting to eat food just because it was so it was so full on it was um, entirely I wouldn't say completely unbalanced because it had to be balanced in a way but it meant keeping your body running continuously doing things to just digest just digest food um, and then obviously sleep became important because that was the only time that the body would sort of have some downtime and be able to perform the function of building new muscle repairing muscle cell renewal cell growth cell repair But if if I paid more attention and listened to to what my body was telling me, it's, it was pretty much telling me all the time, "This is too much. Stop. No more. No more food." <laughs> I think luckily I managed to catch it just just in time um, but it was weird how it all came about I stopped eating meat and most of my digestive problems went away because there was nothing sitting sitting in the stomach and just uh, just waiting to be churned up uh, but yeah it was literally overnight wake up one day nope don't feel like eating meat anymore and that was it
it was almost almost like I had clarity like there was a, an inner voice that just said stop eating meat and that was enough I was the same thing with cigarettes um, I mean I'd, it was about a year ago maybe just over a bit just over a year ago I stopped smoking and that was the same thing just an inner voice stop smoking and then that was it no more urges or nothing. Much worse sun than you. Yeah. That was it. And most recent most recent sort of uh, challenge is sugar. After the definitely after the cigarettes it was more keeping I think it was keeping keeping busy eating but it was sugar I gravitated to I don't know I mean I'd always been very controlled with sugar but it was it just became uncontrollable and it got to the point of just being so well I, re I realised I, I just said this is too much and again just like an overnight thing just stopped but it's more more of a balance than a complete switch off because I need to be able to control it as opposed to just cutting it off and then it may be coming back as an urge again So the last the last one the, the sugar that was definitely a feeling thing I felt that I just felt it was bad and that was part of part of the process of cutting it off reducing reducing intake the cigarettes and the meat was a bit more, I guess it was more experience over, over a longer period of time. But then that culminated into, into that one point where it was, it just became a, a dead end just to stop stop doing it and then that was it but we especially especially in fitness and bodybuilding everyone is looking to get a certain look or a certain size a certain definition just looking to get something and experimentation with it can take years like it's not something you can start and stop you can't start something one week and then the next week change to something else 
but I think I think because there is so much information people or influencers have certain looks but they all have different slightly slightly varied ways of achieving their look but typically the diet is the diet is the primary and then the exercise but it isn't the it isn't the exercise that people tend to copy or fall back on it's more the diet they'll see that someone drinks 10 raw eggs in the morning followed by steak, potato some cheese maybe some scrambled egg and they'll see that and they'll copy that and rather than rather than take that in and say okay how, how's that feel they'll just look to the next to the next meal on the on the template that they've been given so that the process of does this work for me is just basically copying copying what someone's telling you to do and then looking for the result in the in the mirror But if you could, throughout the whole process, if you could feel at each step, how does this meal feel? How does this meal feel? If it doesn't feel good, it's not going to be doing any good for your body. So anything that you are trying to achieve, it's, it's not going to work. If the body doesn't feel good, it's not going to contribute to a good outcome could just cause resistance it could just cause a slowdown and that the body's got to process all that shit that it doesn't want in order to get rid of it when that energy is wasted so then you would need to adjust your diet to take more carbohydrate to to negate that impact But I think exercise, fitness, nutrition, bodybuilding is a good example of that because it's something that I was in. Something that I'd I'd followed and tried to replicate. But in the end I had to formulate my own my own plans, my own uh, diet, diet plan, my own exercise plan. <laughs> and you just do that by, by feel, feel what's right, feel what's working. <laughs> but in the end, if it's, 
if it's unbalanced, you'll 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 feel it. If you eat something and it causes your stomach to feel feel uneasy, but you continue to do it, you're constantly putting the body in that unbalanced state. And if if you kept doing that with other, say, so it was breakfast, and then with your second your second breakfast. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, second breakfast or pre-lunch meal. <laughs> um, if you also ate something then that made you, your stomach feel uneasy, that that's just putting you further into an unbalanced state. So. I think anyone that is sort of looking to to achieve something in terms of fitness and bodybuilding that they they start with something just find someone that you you know you like their look or the way the that they work and just see what parts of the the diet plan or the workout work for you, how they make you feel. Because you could take the whole the whole thing and just copy it and just do that. But you gotta remember that the person that created that that plan, the person that created that um, routine it was personalised to them they would have felt it out or they should have felt it out so you should should be adaptable if something doesn't feel feel good just change it maybe maybe cut if you're lethargic for example constantly lethargic or uh, you have stomach issues maybe just cut back on meat just eat less meat in the day maybe split your week so that you do you do half of the week without meat which will it'll give your body a rest you'll need less carbohydrates as well Um, yeah maybe just eat leaner meats things that aren't so heavy and there's also if you're going for actually coming back to that if you I don't I don't really watch my protein intake anymore it used to be measured down to the gram but yeah I don't I don't really 
I don't really measure anything anymore. I just I do it all by feel. If I feel hungry, I find something that I feel like eating. And that doesn't always mean it's going to be something good. It's not going to be something sugary. It's not going to be something tasty. For example, uh, the other day, came home for dinner and all I wanted was a big bowl of fruit. That's just what I felt. So that's what I did. It doesn't have to be doesn't have to follow the convention of what a meal is defined as so it doesn't need to be meat or protein veg carbohydrates it doesn't have to be like that just do it on feel because the body will tell you what it feels like eating and what it feels like eating is generally what it needs so feel is I observe it as a need <laughs> yeah so I used exercise as uh, I used exercise and fitness as a as an example it's something that I was in something that something I can relate it relate to in uh, feeling and feeling what the body wants but it, it can be applied to anything it's not not just fitness not just exercise it can apply to anything your job uh, your relationships at home Yeah. Yeah, so I think that if you can find find that feeling, that sense. If you can find it as find it as a sense and then try to make it habitual so when you say when you eat something it's not a does it taste good it's how do I feel eating it because something can taste good but it can be it can cause you to feel like shit so and th <laughs> things especially fast food are created to to taste really good so that you go back so you go back again and again and again and keep eating it so things are designed to taste good but they're not designed to make you feel good 